Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Devil Pulls the Strings by J.W. Zarek. Narrated by Kurt Bonham. Chapter 5 Feed Me 35 West 4th Street, Greenwich Village Exiting the cab, a flood of fantastic smells fills my nostrils. Food vendors and their carts of tasty treats form a line on the sidewalk in front of a public quad. The sounds of M-based jazz play somewhere nearby. Past the vendors, a sign reads... Congratulations, NYU Stern graduates, is strung across waist-high barriers partitioning off the quad from the curb. Past the barriers, groups of people, mostly in their 20s in clean jeans, and then tweed-clad older men and women stand outside a white two-story house-sized event tent. I imagine what it'd be like wearing their higher education smiles... But my situation of no money, meager paying jobs at the trailer park and rent fair, and the fact that I couldn't qualify for loans makes those kinds of smiles a Neverland notion. Where are we? I asked the girl. We're in front of the NYU Stern public quad. The girl's tone implies I should know this. She points a finger full of accusations and almost touches my nose. Who are you? Why were you outside Professor Stone's house? Did you have anything to do with killing him? Whoa, hold on. How about you slow your roll and show a little gratitude? Heat flies into my cheeks and chest. You know, you could thank me for saving your life, because I just did. I jab my hand in the direction we came. And we can always get back in that crazy cab and go find those happy, hospitable guys with guns. She frowns, adjusts her hat, then shrugs her shoulders. Why don't you thank me for walking into you in front of the professor's house? Why would I do that? I don't know. I'm mad and you're here. That makes no sense. I know. Her teeth seem to clench around the words. I'm just here doing a favor for my friend Flynn, filling in for him at his band's gig on Saturday. Flynn told me to meet some NYU professor at 55 West 76th Street, 3.20 p.m. sharp. And why were you to meet Professor Stone? She asked. Flynn said the professor would tell me more about the gig. So you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time? Her tone held more than a hint of disbelief. Yes... Two days traveling, I step out of a cab, happy to reach my destination. I think, good, I'll get answers. Play my gig, go home. Then you crash into me, and everything goes from rosy rainbows and merry munchkins to a piano and a dead body falling on me wicked witch style. Her subtle head bob and wide-eyed stare says she has no clue why we were almost pummeled by a piano, dead body, or bullets. 
and then we jump in the cab and take a wild ride through a shimmering light. I have to sing a Leonard Cohen song I didn't know I knew. And now, here we are. Breathing in deep, the weight of everything sinks into my bottomless gut. A shot of adrenaline flies through me. We just fled from cold-blooded murderers. Did you know those men shooting at us? And who are you? My name is Sapphire Anjou. She scrunches her forehead, keeping her gaze fixed on me. What is it about this girl's French accent and hammering foot-tapping that distracts me in all the wrong, kind of right ways? A delicate aroma of honeysuckle wafts toward me. I resist the urge to push errant strands of hair falling across her face behind her ear. My stomach gurgles and growls, and even in this strange, dire moment, food becomes all-important. I inhale deep. Ooh, smell that fresh-cooking meat. I haven't eaten since the last rest stop before Port Authority. Ten feet up the street... I spot a food cart serving fresh hot gyros. They tease my taste buds. Savory lamb, chicken, and sweet onions doing a slam dunk in my mouth. The cart's called Little Bo's Sheep Kebabs. I double blink because a wolf wearing an apron and chef's hat is dancing next to the cart. A guy in a costume, and it's wrong on so many levels. But there's still that most delicious smelling aroma... Despite my growling stomach, I know we need to contact the police. I shift into a relaxed stance and hold out my hand in my warmest smile. My name's Boone Daniels. I'm a musician from Missouri here to play my friend's gig. Nice to meet you. She takes my hand reluctantly. Her eyes soften. Her fingers grip mine tighter. Is there some place we can talk and call the police? Because we witnessed a murder... And we don't want those men to find us. My gut tells me Sapphire could lose me in seconds if she wants to. But she doesn't seem eager to let go of my hand. She still seems in shock. But then she shakes her head, drops her hand, fishes in her bag, and pulls out an NYU-stamped keycard bundled in a jangle of keys. A streak of black and a crow's call. I turn, and to my left there's an old woman... Layers of makeshift frayed flannel fabrics, tattered towels, strips of sheets bound by cord form her makeshift dress. A subtle wind from her direction carries a hint of a ripe stew. I bet she's a homeless person. She stares at me. Ivan, I'm hungry. Get me something to eat, she says in French. We have our share of old eccentric women in Wentzville... But why is she talking to me, and in French, which I can sort of understand thanks to some high school French classes? Do you know her? And who's Ivan? Sapphire asks. No clue. But she kind of reminds me of an old woman who lives on the outskirts of my town. Sapphire snaps her fingers, points past the white tent. Look, I'm Professor Stone's assistant and intern. His office is just around the corner on the 10th floor. We can go there and talk. Ivan, I'm hungry. Get me something to eat. The homeless woman interrupts, still in French. There's a tingle in my feet, 
which triggers me to walk toward the old woman. An air of importance somehow surrounds her, so I bow as if at the Ren Fair and offer my knight in shining armor assistance. Madam, where are my manners? How may I serve you? A ruby pendant around her neck sparkles. The sun catches it, and the pendant flashes so bright I look away. Sapphire's face wrinkles with confusion. What are you doing? There's no time for... for whatever this is. Her voice rises into F-sharp major scale. The homeless woman smiles through her crooked yellow teeth and a cold sore on her top lip. Ivan, be a dear and fetch me something tender and young I can sink my teeth into. Your wish is my command, madam. And her commanding presence triggers me to bow again. It's uncanny. It's spellbinding. It's supernatural. I walk toward Little Bo Sheep Kebabs. I'm starving, so I buy three euros and return to the old lady. Here you are, madam. The old woman appears suspicious. Is this tender and young? The most tender and young. Hmm. I'll decide. The old woman sniffs the kebab top to bottom and nods in approval. Ivan, you didn't have to pay me any eid, but you did. So, I shall reward you with a gift and a warning. Her pay-attention tone and change to English forces me to stay in place. She takes my free hand and places a dirty old silver comb in my palm. When pursued, and one or more means you arm, throw this comb high, and when it lands, a forest shall spring up, delaying and confusing your pursuers, allowing you to escape unarmed. I can't stop myself from accepting the grimy comb. She squeezes my hand tight, tighter than an old lady grip should be able to squeeze. And now, here's your warning. Whenever a person says they'll polish the jewels on your crown after you get to heaven if you help them today, run in the opposite direction. Run fast and run far. I stare at her crooked teeth, dirty face, and pocked lip. That makes no sense. The old woman cackles. Oh, <laughs> Ivan. She shakes her head. And for your kindness, another piece of my wisdom. Beware false promises. She lets go of my hand. Remember these things, Ivan, and you'll be fine. The old woman tears into her euro. Now mm, be gone, Ivan. She's back to French and waves me away. I walk back to Sapphire and hand her one of the delicious smelling euros. She looks at the sandwich. Why are we eating now? Eating gives us a chance to calm down and think. Plus, I'm starving. I rip off the top portion of the wrapper like it's Christmas morning, revealing the Euro present. I take a satisfying bite. Pieces of lamb, lettuce, onions, and tomatoes with tzatziki sauce taste so good. Sapphire crosses her arms turns her body away from me. Why did that homeless woman keep calling you Ivan? 
You two carried on like you were old friends. Look, I don't know that lady. Maybe she's missing a few colors from her box of crayons and calls everyone Ivan. All I know is she looked hungry and living on the streets must be rough. I smile. Mm, my gyro's delicious. How's yours? Her sandwich is untouched. I have never had a gyro before. You'll love it. I guarantee it. Take a bite. She unwraps the sandwich and nibbles. Come on, eat it like you mean it. She takes an I mean business bite. Mmm. She takes another bite. This is so delicious. Coming up next in The Devil Pulls the Strings by J.W. Zarek. Chapter 6 Hat and Watch